Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. What a great day to be alive. We went through a little storm here in Arkansas last night, and I think it had to do with that lunar eclipse, the 2021 total lunar eclipse, with, along with a super moon and a blood red moon. Last night, what happened in the heavenly skies is some kind of a sign. Depends on how you look at things. We always look through the biblical lens at the signs of the times, and we seek to interpret the meaning of things. And we were told, there was an article out. I want to read this to you real quick to get started today. Uh, There was an article coming in the, all right, so let me go here, about the solar storm that just took place. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but this was a Uh, Solar storms are back, threatening life as we know it on Earth. This is somewhat of a scientific um, conversation. And a few days ago, millions of tons of superheated gas shot off from the surface of the sun and hurtled 90 million miles toward Earth. Did you know that happened? Here's the article. The eruption called a coronial mass ejection wasn't particularly powerful on the space weather scale, but when it hit the Earth's magnetic field, it triggered the strongest geomagnetic storm seen for years. There wasn't much disruption this time. Few people probably even knew it happened, but it served as a reminder the sun has woken from a years-long slumber. While invisible and harmless to anyone on the Earth's surface, 
The geomagnetic waves unleashed by solar storms can cripple power grids, jam radio communications, bathe airline crews in dangerous levels of radiation, and knock critical satellites off kilter. The sun began a new 11-year cycle last year, and as it reaches its peak in 2025, I thought that was very interesting that by the time we get to 2025, there may be a massive uh, ejection from the sun, which is complementary to the book of Revelation, chapter 16, that uh, the sun actually heated up the earth and people were uh, raging about that issue. We'll talk about that maybe in just a little bit. So uh, the specter of powerful space weather creating havoc for humans grows, threatening chaos in a world that has become even more reliant on technology since the last big storms hit 17 years ago. So a recent study suggested hardening the grid could lead to $27 billion um, of, of industry for getting people to go to work. So what are we talking about? This just happened. We didn't notice it, but uh, between the solar uh, CME, the coronal mass ejection from the sun, the super blood red lunar eclipse moon that happened yesterday, and then there was flooding and storms and rain and hail and tornadoes. And, you know, it's been just uh, weather eruptions have been going on for months. I mean, for years, actually, um, in our country and around the world. And so uh, there's an uptick. And tonight, today I want to talk to you about a biblical revelation about something um, maybe I think is going to be very helpful. So before I do that, however, <clears throat> I want to talk to you, before we get into our Bible study, about <clears throat> an article. And this is, if you don't have the video, let me know, and I will make sure I forward this video to you. It's about an hour and 27 minutes, and it's created by Forbidden Knowledge. Forbidden Knowledge. These guys have been around a long time. And it, the title of the article is Brainwashed America, and this is part one, Brainwashed America, part one. And I want to share just a little bit with you, okay? So Brainwashed America, 12 historically documented tactics actively used by the communists to capture the minds of Americans and collapse the United States from within was produced by the WVW Foundation. They would normally charge a fee in order to recoup their costs, but they feel that the importance of this message about the ultimate weapon of disinformation, information operations, psychological warfare, a.k.a. brainwashing, is too important, and this film must get out as far and wide as possible as quickly as possible. So I've got the video, I've got the film, and if you want it when I'm done reading, just let me know and I'll make sure I get it to you. So this is an extremely important educational series. Even if the style of the production may leave something to be desired, what it lacks as an artistic tour de force is eclipsed by the wealth of novel information presented and it is actually has a deprogramming effect. In other words, if people have been brainwashed, they could be deprogrammed from that brainwashing. We learn the term brainwashing was popularized by Edward Hunter in 1956 in the book by that name. 
Hunter had served for two years during World War II at the Office of Strategic Services as a propaganda specialist. In his book, he explained, and I quote, the word came out of the sufferings of the Chinese people put under a terrifying combination of subtle and crude mental and physical pressures and tortures. They detected a pattern and called it brainwashing. The Reds wanted people to believe that it could, it could be amply described by some familiar expression such as education, public relations, persuasion, or by some misleading term like mind reform and re-education. None of these could define it because it was much, much more than any one of them alone. The Chinese knew they hadn't just been educated or persuaded. Something much more dire than that had been perpetrated on them, similar in many peculiar ways to a medical treatment. What they had undergone was more like witchcraft with its incantations, trances, poisons, and potions with a strange flair of science about it all, like a devil dancer in a tuxedo carrying his magic brew in a test tube. The communist hierarchy preferred people to believe that there was no such thing as brainwashing. So long as they could keep it concealed without a name, opposition to it could be kept scattered and ineffective. Well, the above statement applies 100% to the normalization of the insane gaslighting to which Americans and much of the world have been subjected over the past 16 months. And I want to just pause for just a moment and, and consider this is a very powerful reality. The only reality and truth that I'm aware of that I want to be involved in is the word of God and everything that measures up with the word of God I'm good with. But I do know that there are witches and magicians. We talked about the magicians of Pharaoh last week sometime. And uh, the magicians have their tricks and they have their schemes and their strategies. We know in the book of Ephesians that we're not to be ignorant of the devices and the strategies and the powers of darkness. Uh, We are in a real spiritual battle. And so the magicians of the New World Order are pouring out their toxic Uh, spells everywhere, and the minds of the masses really are coming under a deception and a delusion. We've talked about this forever. I just love the way they put it. Excuse me. So, continuing on, coronavirus, according to this article, is a brainwashing operation on a global scale. Because brainwashing is often undetectable, Host Brannon House reminds us that it must be named and its tactics identified in order for it to be refuted and destroyed. A key thing to understand, as Edward Hunter explained, is that, and I quote, no man has ever been brainwashed whose mind has not first been put into a fog. The patient first has to be deprived of his bearings to be shaken loose from whatever beliefs and convictions he formerly held until he loses faith in them entirely. And isn't that the real warfare that's going on against believers in Jesus Christ all over the world to disconnect them from their faith, to get them into a fog, to bring such a hurling accusation from the God of accusations, the devil, 
who brings railing accusations against the people of God, and to bring such turmoil and chaos, chaos and hostility and spiritual warfare against the individual believer to get them to give up on their faith. And we know in the word of God that in the last days, the love of many will wax cold and there will be a defection or a turning away from the truth. And a lot of people are going to abandon their faith. That's biblical. That's in the word of God. That's why we're laboring every day to receive from God what is going to be intrinsic value in the days ahead. We're not here concerned about the external fluff of the world. We're here getting ourselves ready for the spiritual atmosphere that's going to be perpetrated upon this whole world. And we know that during the Great Tribulation, there's going to be a pressure that is going to be applied by the devil against God's people and everything called God. And this is why the love of many is going to wax cold. And this is why there's going to be a defection from the truth. This is why people are not going to continue in their faith toward God. But we are preparing. We have to prepare more and more intrinsic value. Get the word in your spirit. Intrinsic value. Intrinsic value. In other words, the real value of life are the things of the kingdom and the spirit on the inside of you, like faith, hope, and love. These three remain, and the greatest of these is love. These are the spiritually intrinsic valued commodities for the believer in the last days. Faith, hope, and love. And so like this article saying, with brainwashing, it's all designed to get people to give up on their faith, hope, and love. And unfortunately, the Bible says it's going to be effective. So continuing on, <clears throat> he said, <clears throat> and this is again is going back to Edward Hunter, <clears throat> who in 1956 first talked about brainwashing. He said, I think many of us can identify somewhat with the above statement, which the past years of COVID and BLM, Antifa riots, plus the previous four years of hysterical Trump derangement syndrome from the mainstream media. I mean, he's just, the writer here is applying all the tactics that have been coming from the left and the New World Order and the globalists, et cetera, et cetera. He said, it should be clear by now that the entire corona hoax is a brainwashing operation on a global scale and that the madness that we have been put through amounts to so much processing and preconditioning for whatever is next. And as I've been sharing with our congregation and when we were up in South Dakota, the reality is now the state legislature and the Supreme Court of California says they've, you know, because of Matt Staver, they all said, listen, no more. Will the church ever be separated? No more. Will they have the legal right to shut down? And everybody's going, yay. But it really doesn't matter. I told you, they're going to have everything look like it's coming back to normal. But what happened in the last year is stealthily, without people noticing, the New World Order, the globalists, the Luciferian priesthood, implemented their final necessary things to establish. So what's going to happen next is going to be sprung upon the people. So I agree with this. There's been so much processing, preconditioning for whatever is next, having successfully polarized Americans politically and tearing communities and households apart. So everything has been a psyop, a psychological operation against the minds of the masses of American citizens because this is the last bastion of freedom and they are targeting this nation to collapse it. 
to bring such internal chaos so that there will be a revolutionary civil war to destroy it. And it's being pushed and pushed and pushed. And if there's no resistance, then the people just go into silent slavery. But there are people in this country that are going to rise up and they are going to fight because they have that American revolutionary blood in them from the founding fathers of the nation to resist. But there's been a very cautious, very uh, monitored reality. So we'll see where it goes. But listen to the definition here of brainwashing. Brainwashing equals destabilization and indoctrination. Jesus said in Luke chapter 21 that there would be wars, rumors of wars, there would be commotions, and the word commotions in the Greek means to destabilize. I mean, the world is not telling us anything the Bible hasn't already warned us about, and so the system or the foundation of the nations that have built upon the sand, so to speak, the storms that are coming are designed to bring destabilization to the environment. In other words, the false foundations are going to cave in and collapse, and out of the ashes is going to rise a new world order foundation of things. We'll, we'll see as we go. In a mid-1960s radio interview on WJW Cleveland, Edward Hunter explained that brainwashing consisted of two processes. He said, and I quote, one process is softening up. The other process is indoctrination. Softening up is what mainly took place in the prisoner of war camps in Korea. And softening up is what is taking place in the United States today. Each of these two processes is composed of a number of elements that include threats, tenseness, fatigue, hunger, atrocities, pressures of that sort. I write about this in the book, Brainwashing in Red China. And here's what Mr. Hunter went on to say. There are various U.S. government agencies studying brainwashing, but what worries me much more is the intriguing effect this has had on some of our politicians who have become enamored of it and forget that this is something that is not intended to be used for political purposes against the American public, but against an enemy. And it is now under such names as news management, which means lying to the American public or distorting information, being utilized by our government against our people. Wow. Dr. William E. Mayer was a psychologist who served in the Korean War, during which time he studied the several thousand American POWs who'd been imprisoned and brainwashed by the communists, and he was surprised to learn that 95% of U.S. soldiers reported zero physical abuse, zero use of psychotropic drugs, or of any Pavlovian conditioning techniques. Mayer explained in a 1954 speech, quote, We conclude that they had brainwashed them as we went into an examination of what had happened. However, we discovered that if there is such a thing as brainwashing, it was really a weapon and that what we were looking at was very possibly the closest thing to an ultimate weapon that man has yet come up with. Not the end of all weapons, but certainly more effective than any weapon yet devised. 
this was a weapon designed not to destroy people because there is a point of diminishing returns, as I need hardly point out to any destructive weapon. It was a weapon designed rather to control groups, and the communists have been demonstrably successful in doing just this. They have been more successful than anyone using any other kinds of weapons ever before in the whole history of the human race. That was a conversation in 1954. And here we are, how many years down the road? 60 years, 60 plus years. And here we are, 60 years down the road. And if the techniques of China were strong then, well, what kind of techniques are the globalists employing to bring about a global brainwashing of the people of this planet? And the only people that are going to survive are those who know the word of God and obey the word of God and get this word of God in your heart. Get this word of God in your mind. Get it downloaded in your spirit so that when things happen outside of yourself, you'll be able to view them and understand them by the word of God that is in you. You're not always going to be able to go to church to hear a 30-minute sermon. You're going to have to study the word of God, and this is what we should have been doing all along, to hear the word of God, to internalize the word of God, to have the word of God integrated with our spirit so that we would become transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we would be awakened and sober and alert and watchful. And this should have been happening in every generation. I think it odd after 2,000 years, we being the 50th, 40-year generation, that we would go to sleep now. How foolish is that? But yet there are foolish virgins in the world today that have gone to sleep without their oil and are going to awake to a devastating moment upon the planet. And that is a reality. And this is going all the way back again to 1954. How far advanced are we today? So here are, in finalizing this particular article, the 12 systematic steps of brainwashing to capture Americans and collapse the U.S. from within. Edward Hunter studied how the communists took over China in 1949 and then set out to brainwash the more than 550 million citizens of China at that time into embracing communism. His work assisted Brandon House in identifying the 12 techniques of brainwashing that is vital to understand in order to expose and interrupt the current ongoing brainwashing operation. I need to have an interview with Brandon House, don't I? So host Brandon House details the 12 steps that he's discovered that have been used over and over since at least the 1930s to brainwash billions of people to this day in counting. Number one tactic, remove or discredit leaders who are principled, courageous, and people of conviction and morality. All right, is that happening? Remove or discredit principled, courageous, people of conviction and morality. Number two, entice the brainwashing subjects, i.e. the citizenry, into questioning and doubting their foundational worldview, values, and convictions. That is in the spirit, dear friends. That is a spiritual environment all over the world that people are beginning to doubt 
they're beginning to question their own foundational worldview, their own values and convictions. And again, this plays into biblical reality, that the majority are going to fall away from their own convictions, from their values, and from their worldview. Number three, teach a revisionist history that portrays America's capitalist free market system as the source of all suffering and oppression. My God, is that not happening through Antifa, BLM, and a host of others, ideologies that are suggesting that America, you should be ashamed for being white, that our revisionist history that's being taught in our institutions is contrary to the valid historical data of our nation. And yet in one generation, the mind control has been so powerful because of the tools of technology that people are just being sucked into the vortex of what's happening here. But that was technique number three. Number four, teach moral relativism and situational ethics in order to destroy morality and character. You know why? When you destroy morality and character, you have a woman by the name of uh, Miss Harris is the vice president, Kamala Harris, vice president of the United States, an immoralist like Joe Biden, who is in so much corruption, it's over his head, but he's the president. You see, when these tactics begin to succeed, all of a sudden you have immoral people that hate God and love to shed innocent blood, promote what is evil, running things, and that's exactly what is happening. Number five, teach the importance of group consensus and collectivism and the danger and consequences of individuality i.e., America, independent, sovereign nation, one nation under God. Oh, that's dangerous. We shouldn't be isolationists. We shouldn't be an individual sovereign nation. We need to be integrated to the global reality of things that happens on an individual basis as well with other people, teaching them you don't want to be outside the global community. You don't want to be an individual living off the grid. I mean, that's stupid, they would say. You don't want to be that's dangerous. You, got, you want to come alongside. You want to take that vaccination. You want to cooperate. You want to get into collectivism. You want to believe that your leaders are good, even though the leaders today have replaced any p- part of moral righteousness and character and all the good stuff, but still you're supposed to follow their lead. Number six, teach feelings and personal and subjective experiences over facts reason, logic, and context. So get everybody into feelings. Is that not what's being pushed all over television? The fluffy feelings of our emotional lives and, oh, my God. Yes, that's what's promoted. That's what's taught. Number seven, put the brainwashing subjects in a state of fear, anxiety, confusion, and social turbulence in order to diminish the subject's ability to think critically using reason, logic, and context. The ultimate goal is to force the subject to surrender their individuality, values, and worldview to those of the change agents and their controlled and crafted group consensus. Wow, number seven is powerful, but it's true. It's in the spirit. And you know what's interesting? There are legions of demonic spirits that have been released into the environment. You remember in Revelation chapter 9, out of the furnace comes a locust demonic force 
that sting men and they wish for death, but they can't die. Well, that's just one release of demonic spirits. In the days of Jesus, there were many demonic spirits, and they have never left. Demons have been operating in the minds of man, in the soul of men, since the beginning of time, since Lucifer actually convinced Adam and Mrs. Adam to rebel against God. So the atmosphere around the world, there are so many demonic spirits everywhere influencing, guiding, directing man's mind that is not protected by the Holy Spirit or the Word of God. And even people that go to church that don't really know the Word of God and are not filled with the Holy Spirit are subject to the demonic influence of deception. Remember, the devil is the God of this world who deceives the whole world. I mean, that's right clear in the scriptures. He deceives the whole world. And it's really arrogant for people to say, well, I believe in Jesus and I go to church, but I don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and I don't operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all that nonsense. Uh, it's arrogance. It's, it's absolute foolishness to think that somehow their logical brain is going to take the word of God and they're going to figure it out. It's not going to work that way. What's coming, there's, there's zero to compare with what's coming. Nothing. The only thing Jesus said is that the tribulation that's coming is going to be worse than anything that's ever been, and there'll never be anything like it ever again. And you and I are the generation that are about to encounter this. That, to me, is amazing. Number eight, conceal the lies and evil agenda of the propagandists behind masking terms that are chosen in order to shame and manipulate the targeted subjects into willingly embracing their demise. I was talking to my brother today, and he said this one big corporation are trying to shame people that haven't gotten the vaccination. They're trying to make you feel like you're the bad guy if you don't get the mask and the vaccination. So again, they have these particular terms. They put shame to manipulate the people that are resisting. They knew right up front there would be resistance, and the whole idea was to divide those who are cooperating with their new world order and those who are resisting. But now they have tactics to get the resistors to capitulate, and it's spiritual warfare, it's witchcraft, it's all kinds of power stuff that they're using in technology, artificial intelligence, brainwashing, constant themes over and over, propaganda, and manipulation of the facts, ideas, et cetera, et cetera. And this is coming to absolutely get even Christians around the world to give up, to give in. And unfortunately, again, the Bible says that is going to happen. Right now, we have very little resistance from the New World Order here in the United States. I mean, it's around, it's about, it's coming, but it is very shallow in comparison to the great depth that's going to be released in the coming days. And what we want to do is be prepared so that when it comes, you know, you train Navy SEALs different than you do regular uh, Navy, right? A Navy SEAL has to undergo more intense training than somebody that's just going to go into the Navy. You know, the Green Berets, they did be training, trained more than those that were part of the Army or the Marine Corps. So there is a high level, a sophisticated level of spiritual training from the Holy Spirit in those overcomers. And remember, the 144,000 overcomers, the overcomers have to go through a more strict training that calls them all the way out of the affairs of this world for no soldier of God is to be entangled with the affairs of this life 
They need to come all the way out and undergo a severe training so that when these times come, not only will they not go under, but they will be able to be useful to the Lord in helping where help is needed. But the general masses are not ready, even in church today, are not ready for the level of persecution and and, and pressure that's coming. And there's a lot of naysayers out there going, oh, peace and safety, we're out of here in the pre-trib rapture. Don't worry about it. You can take the mark of the beast, once saved, always saved. You're not going to go to hell because you took a mark because you needed to feed your kids. I mean, on and on and on. All right, but this is what is all being practiced because we're ignoring the words of God, that whoever takes the mark of the beast is going to suffer an eternal damnation with the smoke of their torment rising up forever and ever. I mean, it's so clear. Verse, or not verse, but number nine, use individuals in trusted institutions and occupations, even on Fox News, you know, and all these people. So use individuals and trusted institutions and occupations to give credibility to the worldview and values being inculcated into the brainwashing subjects. In other words, use Donald J. Trump, use Fox News, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated to cause the people that are resisting to think, huh, well, if they're doing it, I mean, if President Trump wants us all to get vaccinated and everybody out there, even Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham's telling us that if Jesus were on the earth, he would take a vaccination. So we all need to be vaccinated. So it's going to cause people to question their resistance against the vaccination. Hmm. It's a communistic tactic, a satanic tactic. Number 10, set up a system of rewards, honor and recognition and advancement for those who embrace the worldview and values of the brainwashing program. They're already doing this in China. They're already getting their points if they are good citizens, et cetera, et cetera, apply punitive consequences on any worldview and values that are contrary to the chosen worldview and values being inculcated into the brainwashing subjects. Again, are you kidding me? This is already taking place, a system of rewards. Hey, you're a good citizen. You're going along with the program. You have advancement all written out for you. You're going to be promoted. You're going to be going on. Life is going to be wonderful for you. Meanwhile, your soul is damned because eventually, if this vaccine is not the mark of the beast, and I'm starting to lean very heavily that it may very well be because we may already be in the great tribulation. I've got another video for you that will blow your mind. We're already at war. They released a biological weapon, coronavirus. 19, and they took out a U.S. president, Donald J. Trump, through manipulation. The war's already been on. We could be places we haven't even thought of. But this is interesting that if you don't go along with the worldview, just like the book of Revelation 13 says, you don't get the bennies. You don't get promoted. You don't get advanced. You don't get rewards. In fact, you're not allowed to travel. You're not allowed to have a nice apartment or a home. You're going to be rejected, dejected. You're not. You're going to be the outcast. People are going to sneer at you like they threw stones at Jesus as he was walking through the Via Della Rosa. They spit on him and they cried, crucify him. They're going to do the same thing to Christians in the last day that refuse to capitulate to the new world order. Be sure. Are you ready for that? And maybe you could live a way where you'll be outside of that in the wilderness, sealed with the seal of Father God 
that would be the preferable reality. Ber- uh, number 11, this is big. Use informants, gossips, and tattletales to report on noncompliance of individuals and groups. Now, on a program like this, you don't need any of that. We're basically telling what they're saying anyways. I mean, this lets them know where we stand. But were we to be quiet to save our own skin, or were were we to get on the airwaves and project what we know as the truth from a biblical lens? Everything I'm reading lines up with the scripture. It's what is coming. And should we be silent? Well, not until God says, and there have been moments we've been on the razor's edge. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. But we, our job is to inform and equip you so that you don't have to go out and say all this stuff. You need to get yourself ready. Okay, that's important. And then number 12, create an atmosphere and environment of chaos. Well, they certainly did that pretty well in the last year. Uh, Suffering, hopelessness, and danger. And then rescue the subjects from this condition so that the persecutor is perceived as a friend, protector, and savior. Wow. I've got the video. If you're interested, you've got to contact me. And I'll send it to you, okay? I've got this in my email. I'd be more than happy to send it to you. I was almost tempted to just play it today. But that is, those are the marks I wanted to get out. So having said that, let me go now. I want to read some scripture. I want to to share something with you that I believe is absolutely fascinating. It's biblical, and it's happening before our very eyes. Last night... Well, let me begin this way. I may have said this yesterday. I'm pretty sure I did. But if I didn't, it's on our, when we were in South Dakota, uh, this is the first message that I preached on the seven thunders of God. I'm not going to go into it right now. But I preached the first night, Friday night, on the seven thunders of God. And I brought Ezekiel chapter 2 and chapter 3 to allow the Bible to interpret itself what the seven thunders were. We know in Scripture that John was told not to write, to seal up the things that the seven thunders said. So people for millennia have been going, wow, what is the message of the seven thunders? But when you read Ezekiel 2 and 3, and then Ezekiel uh, or Revelation 10, where the seven thunders is, when you put them together, you realize the seven thunders message in the book are woes, lamentation, and mourning, all right? So it's more judgment, and that fits the pattern. Seven seals, seven judgments. It's a judgment of God. Seven trumpets, more judgment. Seven thunders, obviously, mourning, woe, lamentation, judgment, and the seven vials of the wrath of God, judgment. So we have four sets of seven, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven thunders, seven uh, vials, And every one of them represent a new level of judgment. So there's no doubt that the seven thunders message was in time of judgment. Last night at Bible study, when Patricia was teaching out of her book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, uh, we we had a big storm and and the Lord told me count. So those massive thunder rolls came. And when the seventh came, I said, hey, this is what's happening. God told me to count. There were seven thunders. And then there were three more thunders after that, a total of 10 thunders during our Bible study last night, and I was just remembering about the thunder. So thunder, according to Ezekiel 2 and 3, are the woes, the lamentations, and the mournings of judgment. But I want to even confirm it deeper 
and talk a little bit. And then I had an epiphany last night about the lightning. So first of all, let's look at Psalm 1814. I'm shifting right now. And by the way, was that not a great article by Brandon House or Brandon House? I really would like to interview him on this broadcast and, uh, and get his take. I think he did a phenomenal job. Now, Psalm 1814. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Psalm 77, 18. The voice of thy thunder was in the heavens. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. I want you to get the pattern. First, the, air, the lightning discomfited them in, in, in Psalm 18, 14. In Psalm 77, 18, the voice of your thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. So we're having a pattern where there's thunder and lightning. There's discomforting. There's trembling and shaking. And then in Psalm 97, 4, his lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. Again, the lightning the thunder, when it comes around, it, it's in the realm of trembling and shaking and discomforting. Psalm 135, 7, he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Remember the four winds of Revelation chapter 7? And then we have the lightnings, and we also know the thunders. Jeremiah chapter 10, 13. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings with rain and brings forth the wind out of his treasuries. And again, when you connect the dots, the thunder, the rain, the lightning is talking about times of judgment. Watch Nahum chapter 2, verse 4. I thought this was good. The chariots shall rage in the streets. They shall jostle one against another in the broadways. They shall seem like torches. They shall run like the lightnings. So lightning represents speed, okay? Swiftness. It's a flash of light. Bam, okay? So you have the rundering thunders, and then lightning represents. So thunder represents judgment, mourning, woe, lamentation. And it's associated with lightning, what the word of God is saying is that these thundering judgments are now going to come like lightning with speed. And I believe that there's been thunder and lightning all around. As a matter of fact, Revelation 4, 5, listen to this. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Well, in context... In Revelation chapter 4, this is setting the stage for the prophecy of the righteous judgment of God that's coming upon the earth in the last days to commence. Thunder, lightning. In other words, thunder, uh, judgment's coming, lamentation, mourning, woe, the seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven thunders, the seven vials. It's coming, and lightning is associated with each level, which means there's going to come, it's coming with speed. And then you read Revelation 8, 5. This is right before the seven thunders. And it says, or, or the seven trumpets, Revelation 8, 5, the angel took the censer, filled it with fire of the altar, cast it into the earth, 
and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Again, the earth will shake. And again, this is right before the seven trumpets. Revelation eleven nineteen, which occurs right before the great tribulation of 12 and 13. Revelation eleven nineteen, the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. Okay, what are we talking about here? Revelation 16, 18. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since the men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. So every time massive judgment is going to hit the earth in the heavens first, there is the thundering and the lightning and the wind and the hail and the rain. And it's talking about the stormy violence that's coming upon the earth. And throughout the scriptures, this is happening. Why am I sharing this? Because in the Holy Spirit of the living God, we're hearing the thunder and the lightning right now. The four winds are ready to release out of his treasuries. The angels are holding them back until the servants of God are sealed in their forehead with that seal of authority and character that is from Christ alone. I suspect prophetically, today is what? May 28th, President Trump said in an interview with his daughter-in-law that this summer would be hell. I believe it's going to be connected to Amos chapter 8. This will be the third year that the Spirit has been prophesying about Amos chapter 8. And the first year we said it, some stuff happened. The second year, last year, the summer of violence erupted. I can't imagine. What this summer, June 20th, commences summer, I believe Amos chapter 8 is going to be amplified, and the next three years may very well be years that we would have never dreamed. In other words, it's coming swiftly. Lightning suggests it's coming fast. The thunders are now thundering their voices of judgment, and it's in the spirit world. Can you hear it? Can you hear it in the spirit These are very, very powerful things that are going on in our world today. Powerful things. Let me take a little break and say good morning to some friends out there today. I'm trusting that we're being heard live on Blog Talk Radio, the number to call, 818-369-0326. And let me say good morning to our friends in the YouTube and on Facebook. Good morning to Prenda Torville. Uh, good morning to you, Brenda. David Ellison's with us this morning. God bless you, Brother Dave. Cindy, all the way from California, is with us. Good morning, Cindy. Jennifer Johnson, good morning all. Welcome, Jennifer. Uh, again, Cindy says good morning to her friends. Uh, Jim Staff is with us today. Good morning, Jim. God bless you, sir. Uh, Brenda Torville is saying good morning again to some friends. So Jennifer Johnson, morning, Cindy. I pray you have a fantastic day. Okay, so good conversation going on there. Love the word of God. Vinny Pots and Pans, good morning. Vinny, God bless you. Uh, man, I'm not going to say that I'm hungering for pizza from New York. So anyways, Carol Carey is with us this morning. Good morning to you, Carol. Um, we have Ken Wagner. Keep telling all of us how it really is. Eventually, it will sink in. All right, Pastor Ken, I'm going to do it. 
Trust you and Peggy are doing well. Alvin Krieg is with us. Morning, Pastor Vince. Good morning, Alvin. God bless you, sir. Uh, Brenda Torville is staying in some agreement. Ken Wagner, as I started once, as I stated once before, after I went to Vietnam, I wished I had paid a lot more attention to the training I got before I left. What an excellent point that is. Vanessa is with us this morning saying Shabbat Shalom. And I received that Shabbat Shalom. I can't wait to enter into our Sabbath rest tonight. It's been a long journey. All right, Ken Wagner, remember the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. That's really good. I love that phrase, Bible. Sebastian Zwolinski. Hello, Sebastian. How are you, sir? We met Sebastian at a Feast of Tabernacles years ago. So good to know you're tuning in. Shalom to you, my friend. Uh, David Ellison, hearing you wall to wall and treetop tall. All right, David, way to go. Kathy Brun, South Dakota. Good message. Warn the people. We're, you know, it's not a new message. It's just coming with more speed. Hallelujah. Uh, Melissa Fletcher, Pastor Melissa, Chad and I say hello. We are traveling today listening to you. This is Pastor Melissa Chad from Ignite Church in Grand Rapids, South Dakota. Fabulous ministry. By the way, uh, Melissa, we're going to have our, our thing. We got another possible invite. We're going to Fargo, Minnesota. Maybe pretty soon we had some friends visit our church, and they're going to Fargo, and there's a church up there, and they're going to be possibly inviting us up. So we'll be swinging by. And by the way, for Pastor David Obenauer, it was his birthday yesterday, River of Fire Ministries. Pastor Dave, we sung to him last night uh, a a special song, and he warned us if he heard that in his sleep, he was going to get very upset because it's such a great song. But Pastor Dave, if you're out there today listening, Happy birthday to you once again and to the family up in South Dakota. What I'm about to share with you is probably the the most important part of today's message. Okay, this was all getting things warmed up. (sighs) Boy, there was a lot there. Man. In our ministry here in Northwest Arkansas. Most of you know, it's not a secret, that we have been listening to the Holy Spirit that has been telling us what we need to do. And we started our preparation some time ago, and we were somewhat, somewhat mildly suggested to be out of touch with reality because we were preparing and because we didn't believe in the pre-tribulational rapture and because we were getting a little food, a little water, you know, doing some little stuff here and there. Uh, we were, it was suggested that we were not really understanding Bible prophecy. I fully disagreed that the Bible does not teach the pre-tribulational rapture, nor does it teach once saved, always saved uh, doctrine. Um, and because Noah was told to build an ark and it would be like the days of Noah in the last days that we were to build an ark. And so we're in Arkansas and God has divinely supernaturally led us to this region and our work here. I mean, we have our fellowship, new wine ministry, church, wonderful people. And we're in a region with a lot of Christians and it's a great place to be. And we thank God we're here, but our ministry, um, in our preparations, we need help now. Uh, The people that are working 
are no longer and living up on our ark, so to speak, or in the ark. They can no longer do what needs to be done. And things are being kind of overtaken. And so we need help. In other words, we need a master electrician. Uh, we need an electrician. Well, we were up in South Dakota. We plugged into something and it reversed and it killed the electrical system in our RV and we made it home and there's no electricity now coming from the plug. So we need people that know how to do electrical work on ministry materials. That RV was for ministry and that's what it's for. It was dedicated to that. We had other people, uh, two men that stepped up and put new shocks on the ministry on the RV before we left. Uh, north and it worked very well but then we got hit with an electrical issue and so we have no electrical issue uh, um, in our in our rv but we also need a, a massive overhaul of our electricity up on the arc and if you are a master electrician if you are very skilled in electrical work i need your help I need you to come to the ark, and I need you to put your skill, and we know that a laborer is worthy of their hire, but we need help. We also need help in the um, greenhouse that we built. We need specialists that know how to get things done, but electrical work needs to be done in the greenhouse. Electrical work needs to be done with a lot of other things up on the ark in our preparations. Um, landscaping, I'm going to be meeting with a landscaping company because uh, my wife, Patricia, is an artist and she loves things to be aesthetically beautiful and functional. And we believe that God's creation is aesthetically beautiful and it functions. And there's a dis, uh, well, let me just say it this way. The ark needs the touch of a master landscaper or people that would come and define that place beautifully. And so we need help with that as well. If you are willing to put your hand to the plow and work really hard and come on up and beautify uh, the ark with your skill, um, we would invite you. I invite you. I need help with the ark. We've had a lot of work done there for over 11 years. There have been hands-on people that have done incredible things, but the maintenance of that property, um, it requires right now a new level of intelligence and ability to come and bring it to where it needs to be. And so uh, builders, because we have other projects that we're going to be doing, um, there are things that need to be built right now that are just laying that need to be done. We're, we're needing help. So if you are a master builder, if you are a master electrician, if you are a master plumber, if you could bring this arc up to the level where it needs to be so that it's more efficient for what's coming down the pike and more prepared, we need that. Um, we, we just need the help. And I've never done this before over the airwaves, but we need help. And we just need people that know what they're doing uh, to be skilled and not get into waste and, you know, guesswork and doing the best I can. We just need. Now, the people that are there have maximized their skill and their ability and know what to do. And they've done an amazing job. Plus, they have jobs and they're working really hard and doing other things. 
So we need help. And if you're one of those people, I need you to contact me. We can provide you a place to stay. We can provide you your wages, what would be honest for you. Uh, We had a gentleman many, many years ago who, when I presented the vision of having RV pads uh, at a church service, he came up and he says, I can do that. And I said, well, what do we do? And he says, well, I'm going to come out. And what he did was he came to the property. He set up a tent in one of our camping areas. And he, all he needed was the material, and together we all built an RV pad, RV parks. I mean, 10 pads, electrical, plumbing, uh, septic tanks, uh, you name it. We did it. We dug it. We did it from scratch, and he was there to lead the way, and he just gave of himself in that way. And that was awesome, and we were able to give him spaghetti dinners. So we have so much work to do in just bringing what we've already done to the next level, and we need help. And I'm just asking if you are skilled in, you know, different, you know, things as carpentry and building and electrical and plumbing and wiring and things like that, and uh, skilled to be able to use machinery, um, we need your help. We need your real help, and we'll do the best we can. We'll do the best we can. So anyways, that is my first call. Maybe you're listening to this broadcast, and you're, you're just kind of wondering where you need to be. You've got a skill. You're skilled in, in your labor. And if you want to put it to good use and you want to help us continue our preparations, we're not ashamed of preparing. Noah did not build his ark in a secret place where nobody knew. He prepared it before the eyes of the world as he warned them of what was coming, and that's why he was mocked and scoffed at. But it wasn't a secret thing, and we're just kind of preparing for a time where we don't want to receive the mark of the beast. We don't want to live that way. And so we have more work to do. And if you are interested, I need you to contact me. I'll give you my number. I'll put it on the screen right now. You could actually do it. I know the risk involved in doing this, but that's okay. That's okay. We could uh, trust the Lord in this. And so the number is, and I'll just put it out there. And, you know, sometimes people just get busy and they've got a lot of their own stuff they need to do. And because of that, um, they're not able to give their quality time to what we want to do. So here's my number. You could call me at this number. If you know somebody or if you are one of those individuals that would like to come and you have the aesthetic beauty in your nature where you know how to, you know, keep the chicken house the way it should be and keep things clean and, you know, just there's something special about your ability and you love beautiful things. Well, that's my wife's heart and she and I share this together and the people that are there. We want it beautiful. We don't want it anything less than beautiful, but we also want it functional nothing less than great function, all right? And so more ideas, more thoughts, more hands-on, more ability to bring a community work. We're open right now, and I'm asking for your help. And we've got so much time as we get through these months. And I'm thinking, man, the next, you know, whatever's going to happen this summer, whatever's going to happen today or tomorrow, we need to work while there's genuine light and before we're not able to do anything any longer. 
And um, as you know, it's very difficult to get things now because of the back orders, because everything's been such a mess. We'll see how that all works out. But there's my number, 858-864-8712. You can call me, text me, you can email me, whatever it's going to be. But I certainly need your help to get the ARC where it needs to be. And we could talk about that as well. So, all right. So I continue on down here. Uh, David's saying, I'd do any of that for free if I knew how. Well, thank you so much for that. And that's, that's the reality. A lot of people with the, the best heart sometimes, they just don't know what to do and how to do it. And there were people that um, did the very best we could. We did the best we could. We want to make it good, better, best. I will never rest until my good is better and my better is best. Okay. So having said that, do you have any questions or comments you would like to make about today's broadcast? Because I don't have much else to share. It's 10 o'clock. I'd like to open the lines for the next 30 minutes. If you want to have a conversation, you know what I think would be really cool is if there were a band of brothers you know, like these uh, guys in, in, in Vietnam or World War II or something, you're probably too old now in World War II, but that knew how to go into an environment and set up camp and make it work just right. You know, a band of brothers, you know, a team of men that could come onto this place and just bring it in the kingdom environment that God wants it to be in. You know, eight or nine guys coming out and just ready to work, have no other desire to just, hey, man, we're here to build the, you know, the kingdom. We're here to assist in building the ark. I don't know how Noah and his three sons did it. Well, I guess the difference is he had three sons. They were younger. You know, most of us in New Wine Ministries, I'm probably the youngest guy there being 58 years old. And, uh, and the guys that help out are near in their 70s or um, working full-time jobs. I mean, it's just not easy. And while we've done the best we could along the way, we need your help. We need your help. We need a lot of help. We don't, go, we don't ask a lot. As you've noticed, we haven't asked. We've got big bills we pay every month to keep this radio ministry going. It's about 700 bucks a month. And that's how this runs. Um, and so we have problems that we have to pay for. And, and, and people have been so gracious um, we, we just have we, a need for help. And I'm asking you on this Friday, if you know somebody that can help us or you would like to help, I'm talking about getting things done, okay? Not just amassing finances. We just want to pay the bills and get things done. And if you could help, we would appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to leave that right there. All right, so I think we're done. Um, came in late, but this is so important. I will need to go back and listen to it entirely. Thank you for teaching the word. You're welcome, Shirley. God bless you. Phil says, keep speaking out, dear pastor. It is the truth. It is the truth. Praise God. Um, all right, 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. And I'm going to give this just a few seconds, and if we're, if we're good, there's no questions, we don't need to talk about anything, we will just uh, move on. Um, Vinny Pots and Pans, Vincenzo, sell the RV, brother. Electric problems are no good. Downsize to a van or such. Well, that's one way to handle the problem, isn't it? <laughs> that is. You know, 
Praise God. That is a possible solution. Anyways, we'll take that to heart. So no, there, there are no calls. So let me just say by ending this Friday broadcast, it's been an honor to be with you. And I hope that what I shared with you today will be helpful and useful to you. Everything that their agenda is, you have to resist it with the word of God agenda. In other words, don't be afraid. Don't get into anxiety. Don't get into any of the turmoil, the chaos. Come out of her, my people. Be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. We have a lot of work to do, and it's not just preaching. Okay? People that are involved all over the world are getting their projects done. We have several other projects we need to do, but before we do that, we need to take care of what we have. We need to bring what we have into a higher level. I hope you understand my heart. I'm asking for your help. Master electricians or people that just are skilled in electricity, plumbers, builders, landscapers, I invite you to come and put your hand to the plow. Okay, that's it for me. We're going to say goodbye. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Tuesday. And you'll be able to watch us, by the way, on Facebook and YouTube this weekend, Saturday at 530, Sunday at 2 p.m. And until we meet again, have a super blessed day. Shalom. Stay safe. Keep your head in the heavens. Keep your heart on the things of God and be led by the Holy Spirit. Have a great weekend. Shalom. God bless.